four. What is up, everybody? This is G Marie coming to you live in a full effect with G Marie Taught Me, the podcast, unscripted, unfiltered, unapologetic. So today we are going to continue the conversation, uh, Dating for Dummies Part 3. Uh, but before we get into that, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show, um, especially my people the United States, Canada, and we have one listener, Australia. That's crazy. Uh, so thank you all. Um, Ashbourne, Virginia, shout out to my uh, listeners out there. Clifton, New Jersey, um, and most importantly, Detroit, Michigan. Shout out to all of you for checking out G Marie Taught Me, uh, the podcast. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Today, I have a very 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 special person that i have invited on the show and we've been talking about this for a minute so it's definitely um one of those opportunities you have to see so i'm really excited to have him on the show uh just to get in a little bit about him because i don't want to give too much away uh he is the mastermind behind clever vision entertainment as well as vision for change which is a nonprofit uh he started not too long ago um he is also the hnic for the going up comedy show which is every it's tuesday uh once a month and we have a show coming up march 12th so um, be on the lookout for any information pertaining to that. You can definitely go on my uh, Instagram or any social media and you'll see information about the show. But without further ado, I would like to welcome Mr. Desmond Kid Clever Lester. What's what, up? What up, though? What up, though? Glad to be on here. Glad to be on here. Yeah, so um, I kind of quote unquote nigger rig the podcast, but don't tell anybody. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. But. We still we have. We're gonna get it done. We're gonna get, get it, it done. done. Yes, we will definitely get it done. So, Des, I'm super excited to have you here on the show. I know we've talked about doing the show together for a while, mm-hmm. and um, I know our schedules are like really, really crazy, but we definitely made it happen. So, I don't be doing uh, much shit. Okay, but we both be busy. I know you be busy sometimes, but. Um, Again, thank you. Thank you so much for even, you know, coming and just like kicking it with me and stuff. I know we normally have conversations about, you know, things outside of the going to comedy show. Right. And um, I tend to, you know, confide you in a lot about a lot of information. So I definitely feel like I need to have you on the show because I feel like your um, advice, I, I value your advice and your input on a lot of stuff. Um, but uh, just tell the people who you are and like what you do and stuff. All right. So I'm in 2019. I'm getting my brag up. Like I'm, I'm kind of that dude out here, man. That Clever Vision going up comedy. What she said, man. I'm just the overall creator, man. I just love to create. I love to look at situations situations for problems only to make them better so it's just like man whatever is creating from writing comedy um comedy skits to coming up with shoe designs or working with the youth so that's what i'm all about so would you consider yourself the plug yeah i I, I definitely feel like i I can i'm a plug you know i got a you know few connections you know out here cool well um i mean well i mean what's your resume looking like like Resume, well, you know, uh, I'm a Bison, Howard University. Shout out to HU. Um, you know, I worked in radio. I worked for Hot 107.5. Worked for um, FM 98, WJLV, from producing to creating shows, cre- like imported from Detroit for Hot 107.5 to working with Big Sean, getting his records played early before he had access to the radio station. So, you know, working with a few people, worked with District 81, clothing line, you know. I've been out here doing my thing, man. I've been chasing it. It's been, a, I've been blessed. Okay, yeah. So I mean, you're a pretty dope creator and dope individual. And um, I know you, you definitely don't remember this, but I remember meeting you one year. I think it was like 07, 08, and I was at Wayne State University. And I think you, um, you were just, you were here working for the radio station at the time. And for some reason, one of your interns who I actually went to high school with, shout out to uh, Kevin Irwin. Kev, what up, though? We ended up linking up that day uh, because I ran into him at Wayne State at one of our football games. So we chopped it up. And he needed to drop 
the radio station truck off and we ran into you you were like the first person we ran into and uh, i just remember for me because i didn't know you at the time i always thought you were like an introvert but we ended up chopping it up about something and i just remember saying like damn like i kind of want to work with him in the future but i don't know you know what it may be on so i heard about the uh going up comedy show i think kevin was hosting the show like a couple of times mm -hmm. and this was um in greek town when you guys had the show down there so at exodus yeah at exodus so me and my homegirl at the time we went to go check it out i think we went for her birthday one year um and i just i really you know enjoyed the atmosphere of the show and josh i mean he is hilarious so uh, each time you know he did a show i was like okay i gotta support him and but who is the person behind this going up comedy show and i always thought it was joshua's like his creation but mm -hmm. lo and behold it was really um kid clever who was behind the going up comedy show but you know you were always like working and making sure things were in order so i never really had a chance to like chop it up with you except for like one event and that was for jerk and jalof Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, i know you were like networking down there and i noticed you and i was like you know what let me go holler at this dude because again i, I see what he's you know doing and i want to collaborate with him on some stuff whatever it is that we can do so and after that i mean it just kind of we family we yeah, stuck together yeah we definitely we are definitely stuck together um but so dating for dummies so that's been the topic of discussion this is part three of dating for dummies and i've been kind of alternating back and forth between the male and female perspective oh so, lord i know so oh, but lord. i mean but it's been healthy conversation because it's not that you know men are female bashing or you know women are male bashing it's just more so um about you know generalizing dating one-on-one -on -one, like perspective yeah right. perspective so maybe more so the advice you would give like yourself if you you know didn't know like how to date or if you were just like getting into the game of dating so i am going to ask you a couple questions um i'm gonna try not to get too personal only okay. because you know i i i believe in respecting people's privacy even though this show is definitely unscripted unfiltered unapologetic so i can say like shit damn you can say shit you can say damn okay. yes, you can say all cool, of that shit cool, cool. <laughs> you can definitely say all of that shit speaking of shit damn did you see um the ad for samuel l jackson's cologne no it's called motherfucking Oh, that's brilliant marketing right there. He's and it's, I mean, that's, yeah, he's known for the motherfucker. So, I mean, why not? Might as well do a cologne call up, motherfucker. Right. So you can say that too. Okay. Uh, motherfucker. But yes, uh, getting back to the meat and the motherfucking potatoes, because motherfucker is probably my other favorite word besides shit. Um, <laughs> uh, so, okay. Well, obviously, what you're like, how old? You're like 72, right? 76 on um, July 23rd. Well, you know, black don't crack. Right. <laughs> No, but I'm um I'm in my my, my early to mid um thirties. I'm thirty two years old. I don't hide my age, you know. Guys bless me, so No, it's not the wrong thing. I mean, honestly, I, I've always thought you were a lot younger um than thirty. So, you know, sometimes I forget like, oh, this is like actually hitting his mid thirties because, you know, he moisturized, he drinks his water, he minds his business. I got you know? one gray hair up there. I got one. I got several, but mm -hmm. you know, at least I can hide them with this sew in. So that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, it's still one poking out in the middle. But yeah, so I mean, I'll, I'll ask you a couple questions. So, uh, your ideal date night. Like, do you even have an ideal date night or even a daytime type of thing? Um, it, well, with me, it's just really, it's more so about having fun. And I'm big on creating memories. So whatever it is that involves laughing and like creating memories. So just doing unconventional stuff. Like I like to laugh, so comedy shows, um, open mics, improv. I'm really into improv now. I wanna um, get more involved in that. So just doing whatever it is to laugh or whatever. It could be it could be coloring for all like just as long as you sitting down there, you have a drink, you coloring, you hanging out, it's just spending time together and doing stuff that people don't normally do every day. Because when I feel like when people do things that they don't normally do every day, you really get a sense of who they are. Okay. See how they are when they act uncomfortable. I mean, when they're uncomfortable in, in mm. a new situation. Speaking of uncomfortable situations, um, what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you on a date? Ooh, most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me on a date. I like that segue, by the way. That was dope. That was dope. Speaking of. Speaking of. So I was, um, I had met this, this one particular young lady. And 
we had exchanged numbers and like for whatever reason we weren't able to like hang out like that and um this was this was a minute ago this might have been 2010 and josh was doing um comedian josh adams he was doing an open mic he was doing an open mic and and I was, she, oh, girl was like, what you got up? I'm like, man, I'm probably about to go out and see some comedy or whatever. She was like, oh, so I want to roll. So, all right, bet. We had never hung. We we just met each other in passing. She didn't know none of my friends. I ain't know none of her friends. So I go pick her up from her house. She gets in the car. She has a bottle of uh, wine with her, red wine. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, it was, a little, it was halfway empty. So it had been some drinking. I didn't oh, judge. Okay. You know, it could have been, you know, a, a bottle from the other night. She just brought it in the car. So we riding, we get um, to the venue, you know, she laughing or whatever. I'm like, you want something else to drink? She was like, yeah, whatever you get. I'm getting a Long Island, what you want? She was like, I get whatever you getting. So we got Long Island, we were sitting next to each other. I could tell like midway through the show, she was feeling it cause she went to say something to me and her lip kind of hit my ear. So I was like, yeah, uh, leave okay. my ears alone. It's first date, we, we moving <laughs> slow. Take it easy, take it easy. So, you know, everything was cool. You know, Josh did his thing. The other comedians on the show were funny. And, you know, we were leaving out. She was like, oh my God, I had never been to a comedy show. I appreciate this. And, oh my God, this has been amazing. And so, you know, we um, get in the car. We get in the car and we take off in the car. And she like, woo. She cut the wind, rolled the window down. I'm like, why, you hot, you hot? She's like, I'm all right, I'm all right. And then we get on the freeway. The next thing I know, Oh. She throws up everywhere, all on her, all over my car, yeah. everywhere. And I'm just like, oh, you be pull up? And she's like, no, no, I'll be straight. Then the next thing you hear, oh. so, bitch, you threw up in my car. Two threw times, up in my car. Two times. It's over. So it's everywhere. Like the floor looking like God knows what. And oh. it's all over her. We get to her house. She's um has throw up everywhere. And she can't walk at this point. Where is she? I don't know how that little that wine in one Long Island had you days and everything. So I had to walk, walk her to her door, walk her, unlock her door with her key, walk her in the house. I had to help her uh, take her her coat and her shirt off that she threw up on. Then she goes and she runs upstairs. And I'm like, you gotta let me out the house. She like, just lock the door. And I'm like, because she was probably embarrassed at that point. But. Yeah, but it's just like like females got to do do better than that because it was like she, just, she was at her, her house. It was just me. She didn't know me like that, so she couldn't even hold her liquor. Like she could have easily got taken advantage of. Like that. So it was just like, but it was just like wow. She's like, oh my god, I'll pay for it. I'm sorry. The next morning, like thank you for being a gentleman. Thank you for getting me home. So I'm like, no, you ain't got to pay for it. But you'll never see me. Again. You'll never see me again. Which goes into um, what was the worst long. first date you've ever been on. So we just knocked out two questions. Okay. Uh, so that was perfect. Um, but you know something that uh, well I mean okay. Do you have any pet peeves or turn offs uh, if you are dating somebody? Pet peeves or turn offs? A woman that's just like job oriented or someone that it's not a creative like you got at least if you're not a creative you at least got to know how to support support the dream because it's like if i do a lot of different things like from comedy shows to comedy shows through parties through collaborations with different brands like if you can't support and post what i'm doing or let your people know to come to anything that i'm doing then i can't really really rock with, with you if you can't believe in my dream because anybody i feel like that I'm with, I'm gonna add to them in whatever way. Not not saying that I make anybody, I don't make anybody, but I like seeing where people are and adding to them. Mm -hmm. So if you can't add to me, and I'm the only person doing the adding, it's like, we're not gonna rock. Okay. Do you have specifics? So like, say if she posts to like her Insta story, um, and she and maybe she has like content structured on her page, so she'll still support you, but she'll like post on her Insta story versus her actual I mean, yeah, it could be on your story, whether you sending the flyer out to your friends or just letting them know, just like, hey, um, we got this comedy show or we got this or whatever. Just some type of way, like, we got to support each other because if, as a, I feel like any man, like, is whatever they're, they're driven or whatever they're, whatever drives them is important to them. And a man is based on how he is doing financially or his success or that determines a man's confidence, everything. So if you can't help 
and add to that, then you're hurting me. So, uh, would you necessarily say that you have like a love language? Like, have you ever heard of that term? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The I, I forgot how many love languages there are. I think but it's five. Something like that. So, I was having a conversation with um, one of our mutual friends, A Dot. And he was explaining to me about like his love language and what how. What was love language? He said, um, like physical touch okay. is his love language, but like for, um, and, and you know, and primarily because he admitted it for all men, it's not that you guys lack communication; it's just you're terrible communicators. So, I mean, do you feel like that? Like, not not necessarily even speak for all men, but just. Um, do I feel like I'm a terrible communicator? Well, not you per se, no. but like just like in general, do you feel like men overall can be better at communicating or whatever? I think yes, definitely man can, but as people, I feel like we're in a, a, a texting society anyway, so it's just like people are just so quick to just be shortly, you know, short texts or okay, fine. Like that could mean a million things by reading it. I don't know your tone, I don't know how you are, but yeah, I feel like we all could do a better job at communicating. Okay. Yeah, no, I uh, absolutely agree with you on that. I'm kind of big on when I'm communicating with people via text. Like, I hate texting. I hate texting. I would rather talk to you um, actually in person. Like, I'd rather see a reaction versus us texting because, yeah, it can be interpreted in several different ways. Um, like, I know sometimes I have to break down my text messages and tell people, like, I swear to God, I'm not mad or anything. It sounds like I'm mad or being sarcastic, but I'm really not. I'm just, you know, texting. But, uh, I mean, that loss of, of intimacy in communication because we are so, um, <sighs> I want to say, like, desensitized to, like, yeah. humanity. But, I mean, that's kind of exactly what it is. Like, I remember there was a point in time where I had pen pals and I used to write to them. And um, just, you know, having that experience of actually, like, going out with people or going outside and going skating and doing stuff or uh coming up with like different games or just you know just shit like i miss being able to pass a note mm -hmm. to uh somebody in class versus no nah, bro text me yeah text me you know and then even like with birthdays i kind of honestly i take offense when people text me happy birthday because i feel like they're just not really taking the time to acknowledge the fact that you know what you gotta another year here and I just want to let you know you know I love you and I'm here for you like it was one year I remember I called my friend and he texted me back and I was just like don't ever fucking you know talk to me again. for his for his birthday for my birthday oh wow yeah so that really uh definitely threw a monkey wrench in our friendship because I guess he felt like at the time well I mean I really didn't feel like he wanted to talk to me but there's that lack of communication how do you know if I want to talk to you or not you yeah. didn't call me yeah. you know so um that assuming is like very very it's a very bad thing to do like because it's just like if you assume or you make decisions for other people and don't allow them to do it like you could you end up cheating yourself in mm -hmm. that situation so i've been guilty of it so that's another pet peeve of mine is is saying something or somebody like oh i didn't know you really meant that so i tried to over communicate so nobody came like oh man i didn't know you was for real about that twenty dollars you wanted it back i'm like no i look I don't mind letting you borrow this, but I need that $20 back mm -hmm. so I can put gas in my car. Mm -hmm. So instead of be like, yeah, man, give it, get it back to me when you can. I'm like, oh, man, I didn't know you was for real. No, I am real motherfucker. <laughs> I need this $20 back. I'm not that petty, but that was just the example that came in my mind. Okay. But it's just like, yeah, just make sure everything is clear so nothing is misunderstood or somebody can act like they didn't know what you meant. Okay, so... Well, I forgot. We're um, talking about love language. Yeah, like what? What? So, what would you consider your love language? Is it um, like communication? Is it? And, and and it doesn't even have to be like intimacy. Like as far as being uh, physical with the person on that level, but just shit. I can't really. I can't break it down for you because I don't have the love languages in front of me. But you know what's crazy though, and I feel like I'm a little weird buy this but this is just me being honest i'm not perfect i'm still a work in progress but when i hear i love you like it doesn't hold as much value what what holds a lot of value to me is like i'm a i'm a shower right like i'm a shower i may not say i love you every single day but i'm going to do things to let you know that i love you i'm going to, i'm going to check on you i'm going to see whatever i can do to add to what you're doing if it's something that you're missing that i can provide I'm going to add to it. I'm a problem solver. So 
my love language will be just like effort, just showing effort. Okay. Like that means a lot to me. Well, That's everything to me. I mean, you know, for women, I think a lot of us we lack that in whether it's dating or just being in a situation, especially like when we are serious with the person. Um, I think some men may or may not realize that sometimes we just want time. Like we don't want um material things you know we don't want you always spending money on us like we just want you to invest the time so making an effort like that means a lot to us um this is well it's kind of going off subject but it's not necessarily so what is your philosophy on tipping on tipping on tipping like when you go out and you tip like what's your philosophy See, mine's a little bit different because I actually worked in a restaurant. So I worked at Fort Country Club. So I know how important, you know, tipping is. And that's the majority of their day. And I used to go go out to, um, I was actually, I started off as a food expediter. The nigga that's in the kitchen, that was like, hey, we need more fries. Like, I, that was my job. Like, man, we need that steak. We're supposed to be well done. That was my job. But a lot of the waiters, um, we used to go out after and drink after work. And they were like overly tipped because they was just like, man, this girl is in here busting her ass. She's doing everything. She's providing good service. So if it's good service, you know, 15, 20%, 25%. Okay. Well, no, honestly, I feel like people that um work in service and they realize like the value and other people providing a service that they do tip a little bit more generously. And I absolutely agree with you on that, especially when you see that somebody is still working hard. Now... Say you have a somewhat decent experience, are you still gonna tip? I mean, you might not tip as much, but will you still tip? Yeah, somewhat, somewhat I would tip. No, it it also I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it a buck because um, I recently went and got my truck washed, and when I got my truck washed, it was a little boy. We was in the hood, and he was talking to another dude that was there. He was just talking about Vezo. He was talking about this. He was taking forever. He wasn't really wiping the car down. He wasn't doing anything that he was supposed to do. So once he, he did that, and I'm looking at him, and he knew he wasn't supposed to be doing that. I'm like, bro, I can't tip you for this, because I, I would feel bad for giving you any money for doing this when I know you didn't, you wasn't putting your effort into it. But he understood. I, he looked at me, he had kind of frowned at me as I was leaving, but come on. But normally, like if I feel like someone is showing effort in any type of way and really trying to do their job, yeah, I'm gonna tip, even though if they may have forgot to bring out steak sauce or I needed a, 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 a extra a straw or whatever it is that's human nature they make mistakes so I don't mind tipping but if I see a lack lactical daisical like type of service then it's not gonna get rewarded okay no I, I'm, hey I agree absolutely like 100% uh, so it's the reason why I asked about tipping because I don't know if you've ever noticed but if you were to ever go out with um a female because I don't want to say woman woman that's that's G Marie's word. Woman. No, it's not. <laughs> but like I'm the slave slave movie. Oh, I'm a grown woman. Oh well, there's your date right there. She just <laughs> threw up on um her date. Yeah, but, that was horrible. Yeah, so shout out to her though. So not really. What? Oh well, shout out to her, but not really. Yeah, but not really. So uh, yeah, you're definitely um he's not taking you back out ever again. So no, sorry about that. No. But. I don't even know where she at. I hope, I hope she's doing all right. I hope she's doing time ago. better than... You know, maybe she has learned her lesson. 2010, that was what? That's nine? What, yeah. nine or ten years ago? Something. Something to carry the one. Yeah, you know? carry the one, you know. Yeah. About ten damn years ago. You know, it's about 12-some years carried the two minus the four. About yeah. around that time, yeah. 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 One plus one equals 21. Uh, But no, but seriously. uh, So, women, I think that is probably a really good tip to take away. Uh, know when to hold them and know when to fold them and I mean holding your liquor you know mm-hmm. maybe at that time she might have been in college and she was just you know trying to run with the big dogs and and learn her lesson the hard way so I, I've been there done that wrote the book I always say that shit but um it's, it's very true now the older I've gotten sometimes I'm afraid at the amount of alcohol that I can consume and hold mm. uh, even yesterday when we all went out for drinks and I started off with a glass of wine because obviously it was a business meeting but then we got into the conversation about um the same topic dating for dummies mm-hmm. and uh, again Adai he had mentioned he wants to come on the show he's going to grill me but in a good way so I'm ready for him to come on the show and explain his dating for dummies um just overall overview of everything but 
I think I had like maybe four Jack and Cokes and and I was straight and I still had that glass of wine and I'm talking about well give me a Johnny Walker. Wow. You know, a Johnny Walker is pretty strong, so for me to be like, yeah, give me a Johnny Walker and a Coke. And like, hold on. Wait a second. You already had three Jack and Cokes. Wow. You ain't feeling nothing yet. Like, I mean, I'm straight. I'm good. Johnny Walker alone sounds like an old nigga. That it's a, it's a grown man drink. It's, I got bills and I'm I'm grown as hell. I work three jobs. I work three jobs. I, you know, so. Give me a Johnny Walker. Yeah, give me a Johnny Walker and Coke. Uh, I've actually, <laughs> I think I brought a bottle to a friend's house um he had just bought a house and he wanted me to you know see the house and stuff and i bought him a bottle of johnny walker as a you know hey yeah housewarming gift and he was just like who the fuck gonna drink this shit i'm not drinking this shit by myself you about to drink this shit with me and we drink it with some coke and i'm like okay so i don't know maybe i'm a grown woman i, I can handle woman. johnny walker it don't bother me shut up stop talking <laughs> but um okay well you know what so last question and then we'll get into that's it I mean, you know, it goes by quick. It's that's just how like I just got here. I, you know how it goes, but I mean, like I said, G Marie taught me is basically like the shit that we do right now, sitting on the couch kicking it. It's definitely just open conversation and nothing is off the table. So of course, I'll give you an opportunity to ask me some questions because um, during our Ask G Marie uh, segment, I normally have people submit questions, but this week I didn't really do too many questionnaires. I got some questions. Okay, I got, well, I got Dad said he got out. some shit. He got to ask me, but uh, so yeah. So the last question is, uh, what dating advice would you give to the high school version of you? Mm, good question. Good question. What dating advice would I give to? Do it just have to be me or just people in? in or it general? could be yeah, people in general. It doesn't matter. Um, dating advice. I would probably say like to the guys and the girls, like date, date a lot, like date a lot of people. Not saying fuck or sleep around right. or mess around, but date people because you need to know what you what you like and what you what you can deal with, what you can de- tolerate, and um, which is uh uh, uh nah, you know you know that it's like it's over or some other. What is it called where I, I can't deal with it, a no deal, or I can't. They don't no work. fly zone? Not really no <laughs> fly zone, but basically know what you can tolerate and what you can't tolerate. Because okay. it's like if you, you know, you date you date the real pretty popular girl. Then you date the the girl that may be insecure, may not be in the shape that she feels is best, best insecure. Date the girl that's the athlete. Date the girl that's a little wild. Like just get to know these people and know like, okay, these are qualities. And these are, you know, things that I can deal with. Um, and this is the qualities I want to make sure that my wife has or my husband has from the woman aspect. But just pretty much it, just day often. Because it's like, it's a lot of people. Like with me, I really wasn't dating a whole lot in high school. I was just hooping. I was just playing basketball, going to Joe Dumars every weekend, 22 mile road, and, um, and hooping. And that's, <clears throat> that's all it was. And then, like, when I got to, like, my senior year and then to college, I was dealing with qualities and, like, it's hard for me to deal with, like, insecure situations. Like, or women that, you know, you know, that, or controlling women or women that really don't trust. Like, that's a, that's a no-go for me because it's like, I'm, I'm going to be out in the public. I'm going to be around people. I'm going to be, you know, be seen by people. So it's just like, if you can't trust me, or you're in super insecure to where you, you well not trust me accusing me of cheating it's not gonna work no i agree um i have definitely been in a situation where because of the amount of activities i've engaged in growing up uh martial arts uh cheerleading Whoa. you know dance other shit and, horseback and, bartending yeah, horseback bartending. <laughs> okay, Dez, let's take it there, motherfucker. Nah, it's an inside joke. Yeah. Marie does so many things. I'm like, you probably horse ride and, bar- and bartending. I've done both, just not at the same time. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, but I've I've actually dealt with an insecure man, and um, he said he felt like like I knew too many males, and that was um alarming for him, and. My whole thing is, you know, if you're secure with yourself, why does this bother you if I know men like that? You have to think about the things that I've done growing up, the people that I've met, and then also who my parents are and what they've, you know, been engaged in. So don't look at it as just because 
if I run into somebody and they know me, mm-hmm. you know, and I show them love, that doesn't mean that we've had sex at all. Some people, sometimes they could be fucking relatives or whatever. But um, going back to insecurities, do you feel like men are insecure about certain things and just don't want to admit it? <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely it's things that, you know, we're insecure about or a lot of stuff. But with me personally, is where I'm at career-wise that, yeah. that that's really determines like how I feel about myself or whatever or with women my philosophy my mother helped me out with this shout out to Mama Ju what she helped me out with she let me know that look realize you don't own anyone like you don't own anyone only person I don't care if you're married to somebody you don't own anyone the only person you have total control over is you so it's just like if you can't be you know calling or searching through nobody's phone or doing all these things because if that person wants to do whatever it is they're going to do they're going to do it because you can't watch nobody because you got to sleep you got to shit you got to shower you got to go to work you got to eat did i say eat? i don't know if i said eat eat, pray shit shower yeah yeah but you got a a lot of you got a lot of stuff that you you're actually doing that you can't really take the time and watch nobody and you know it take five minutes to get one off so it's like they can get one off if they want to, but you gotta just hope that that person that you're loving and you're trusting has your best interest at heart. Five minutes. Yeah, hey, it's possible. It don't take that long if you know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing, ladies, that was <laughs> FYI. <laughs> if you know what you're doing, no, but um, okay. Well, has anybody ever gone through your phone, uh, or have you ever gone through anybody's phone? Like, have you ever had, like, a moment in your relationship or in dating where you was just like, I just got to know? Mm, I've checked the Instagram before. Okay. I have, I have did that. Okay. Yeah. I, and so, luckily, um, luckily it was a false alarm. Or, or well, I didn't I didn't find anything. But that was me being young and, and like, immature. Like, not really because Instagram ain't been around that long. Just me being on some insecure shit, being be honest. But this was... This was years ago, but yeah, like that's that's all that's all I've ever done, and I feel like that's not that's not good, and it's only gonna find out some shit that you don't that you don't want to find out. You usually end up finding what you were looking for, and I think that sucks because, um, so yeah, so ladies, uh, men have just as many insecurities as women do, so don't ever think that you know when you're dating somebody or you're in a relationship with somebody when you're insecure about stuff don't ever think that men aren't just as insecure about things as well um but most importantly uh stop going through motherfuckers phones and i've been guilty of somebody going through my phone Mm. and we were broken up and we were living in separate houses and he still went through my phone um so but i mean that's just that that's a pet peeve of mine also i feel like especially with the type of stuff that i do um this industry i mean you're going to come across so many people and yeah people are going to flirt with you especially if you're attractive but if you can hold your own and you about your business i mean then you should know about your spouse you should know like listen my spouse isn't going to step out and you know at the end of the day they know what they're coming home to so and i think flirting to a certain extent is is healthy like if someone don't know of your situation and they flirt with your spouse or whatever like that's that's healthy that means that someone else is attracted to that person yeah i don't want nobody that don't nobody else want to say nothing to mm-hmm. and and if i'm going out and, and nobody ain't looking at me it's something that i'm doing wrong mm-hmm. so it's just not necessarily saying that i'm going to poke at work like oh i got one i'm a realer in right now <laughs> like no it's not that but Everybody, I don't know. I, I don't want nobody that's not desirable, or don't nobody else want. I mean, yeah, don't nobody. I don't want nobody that's ugly. Yeah. Shit, you get your little ugly ass right. out of here. Okay, I want to have something to look at at night and in the morning. Like, I mean, they say looks aren't everything, but if looks could kill, like I'm, I'm sorry. I, if I'm gonna have somebody, if I'm dating somebody, I want my spouse to be attractive. So, um, but yeah, so let's. I well, I mean, that's really all I've inquired about you. Okay. As far as any questioning, because I mean, I we talk, so I, I know a little bit about you, but um, my audience doesn't know who Mr. Desmond Lester is. Uh, but there was something that you didn't mention, and it was something that we had in common boxing, boxing, yeah. So, um, I know you have a 
a, a background in boxing and how did you <laughs> get into that per se? Wow. So, um, yes, my my father was a professional boxer. You know, he, he passed uh, June 2013. Shout out to David Showtime Lester. Yes. You know, we own um, World's Best Boxing Gym. And um, it was something that I did. You know, I love to be in shape. Uh, I love love sparring, and it's, it's pretty cool. And it was something that's always kept me close to my father. So it was like, yeah, man, we done had um, boxers like Tony Harrison, Vernon Iceman, um, Paris, um, and a few other, too many names to name, but like, we don't really have some real champions in there and real fighters. And I feel like bar boxing is an important tool, especially for any man mm -hmm. or, or just any person. Cause it's like, it's a lot of stuff that parallels to life. If you're in a boxing fight and it's a three minute round and it's a minute, it's a minute and 25 seconds left and you're tired, you can't quit. Cause somebody's just gonna beat your ass mm -hmm. in that ring. So, and that's how life is. Like you get tired and you're in the midst of doing stuff. Like you can't quit because if not, it life doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, there's a lot of great parallels. And I recommend anybody, especially if you have a son, to put them in boxing. Daughters yeah. too, like daughters too, because I feel like everybody should know how to defend themselves at the end of the day. Not saying that you gotta be a fighting to compete, but fight for the knowledge and, and for the health benefits. Mm, cool, yeah, my dad, he wanted um another son, so, you know, my mom wanted to dress me up like a Barbie doll, but then my dad said, no, I'm gonna put you in martial arts because I wanna make sure that you can take care of yourself when I'm not here, mm -hmm. um, as well as, you know, know how to shoot a gun and everything else, so, I aspired, well, aspired, I hate saying it, but I did martial arts for some time and mm -hmm. ended up working my way up the rank a so lot quicker. Martial arts. So I did, and this is something I've actually never talked about, uh, it's, I've done Taekwondo and Shotokan. Okay. So uh, right there on Six Mile, Livernois, Skillsville, okay. they, they do like, should they do everything up there, gymnastics martial arts kickboxing but um i remember my sensei he always made me fight like the people with like the highest belt and i never understood why and he he never made like any of the other females you know fight like this one guy named omar um roderick who goes by blue and, and himself, he always made me fight him too. And I'm talking about, there were times where I was like, I was defeated. And I'm mm. just like, why do you keep making me inspire you? And he, and he kept saying, because I see something in you that you don't see in yourself. So I'm gonna make you work twice as hard. And there was this one time I fought somebody who was taller than me and she was older than me. I had a yellow belt, she had a, a brown belt. And like you said, you got one minute and 25 seconds. And I ended up getting like nine points in one minute and 25 seconds during one of my um, tournaments. Wow. But the last thing that, that really did it was I kicked her in her head. And that was just from my training of ballet. So, you know, me taking my ballet training and infusing that to my martial arts, which sometimes it, it was confusing for me because, you know, he would tell you, flex your foot, and I would always point my foot. But that tournament was probably like my most memorable tournament because they wanted to kick me out, first and foremost. They wanted to actually disqualify me because the little chick started crying. She probably retarded right now working at I mean, shut the <laughs> <laughs> She was straight. I'm she was right. embarrassed. She was embarrassed. She was embarrassed of the fact that I whooped her ass. And then I won first place for that tournament. And the uh, you know, people I surrounded myself with, like, we were always taking home first and second place. It was never mm -hmm. anything below third place. But that moment in particular, I've always remembered that because I remember how uh, much of a struggle it was for me to not get through my cottage but through spiraling. For whatever reason um so now you know I, I i'm happy that you know my sensei made me fight him and i'm, I'm happy that my dad would you know make me fight him too he still be fucking with me too but so yeah so i mean you're you're absolutely right i feel like there's a lot of things that you can take away from boxing and um i thought it was pretty cool when i found out that you had a background in boxing because you know you don't really come across too many people that have a background in boxing and then you don't really come across too many women that have a background in boxing also mm -hmm. uh but just I, well shit something that people don't know about me yes i have a background yeah. in boxing shout out to your <laughs> shout out to your dad for that too though because i honestly believe that like if i was to ever have kids i don't know if i will <laughs> but if i was to ever have kids like i would kind of and it sounds weird, bad, me saying it like this, but I would kind of force them to try things. 
So I would I would force them to try different activities, and you would just have to tell me why you don't like doing something for you mm -hmm. not to do it. Because it's like it's so much that I feel like we're not exposed to. Like everybody in the hood is good at basketball and football. Why? Because we're exposed to that. We get a football or we get a basketball and we're able to do it. It's probably some hardcore killers on the east side that are could be world champion figure skaters, but they ain't never been on the ice. So they out here with ice on their neck, robbing people with the buffs on. So it's just like we we really need to like challenge ourselves and try different things in order for us to be the best be, best that we possibly can be. Okay. And then would you also um, tie that back into the the dating for dummies segment? Like you know, just trying things. Like and, it's, and I don't mean like anything crazy, but because I know for me, I'm depending on who the person is, I am adventurous. So. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like anything goes except for skydiving. I, I probably won't skydive. But uh, as far as dating, like, do you believe in planning stuff out or being adventurous? I believe this is what I used to get in. I used to get in, um, mess myself up dating. Like, I'm a, I'm a person, I'm a pleaser. I'm a person that likes to make sure whatever we're doing, I'm like, what do you want to go to the movies to see? Because I know I can pretty much watch anything instead of taking control and be like, yeah, let's go check this, this movie out. And having suggestions at least but yeah i feel like it's a mixture of both so it's just like um i've been a person be and plan out the day say we're doing this we're going to go on a picnic we're going we're going to the movies or we're going to an improv or show or other times i'll be like be ready at this time we're going ladies that's probably the most amazing thing a man has ever said so far uh simply because motherfuckers don't know how to just do shit like women I'm gonna tell you a secret. Men, women love it when y'all take control and actually take initiative. Uh, I went out on one date with this one guy and he caught me off guard because he did something that was thoughtful. What'd he do? Well, after, you know, we smoked some weed or whatever. <laughs> you brought me a honey bun. I know. Well, I mean, well, you know what's what's interesting about that? Uh, not to get too graphic or anything, but I like sweets. So somebody remembered that after sex, I crave sweets. And the guy bought me a milkshake after sex. And I thought that was so thoughtful because wow. I'm such a fat ass. But most importantly, he listened. He listened. Um, and then, of course, the other guy that I had that I dated, like, it was that was a cold nigga. He had the milkshake on the spot. I'm, I, he remembered that. He said, you know what? I remember that shit. So I got you a milkshake. And I was just like. Ain't no way I can pay you back. I mean. My plan is to show, show you that. Understand. We just, that's all we you be doing. We just want somebody to just understand. And uh, but yeah. But so the, the one guy, he actually took me on a, a neighborhood tour. And I thought that was pretty cool. Because he was like, you know what? I'm going I'm to roll up this blunt. But I want to just show you. The neighborhood and tell you about the history behind the houses and stuff so mm. i thought that was real thoughtful um but that's here nor there so we're going to actually move past that but it was a good night it was a good date so yeah uh date around that doesn't necessarily mean you have to sleep with people just yeah. see what you like see what you don't like um they i mean then it's just like you know if you if you and the chicks with long hair date a chick with short hair or yeah date a date a chick from another race or a date like whatever you got access to because it's like we don't know what we like until we experience it like that's how you don't you don't know a food is good until you taste it mm -hmm. so it's just like that could have went any type of way but just in general like you really don't you really don't know just be open be mm -hmm. open-minded like long as it's nothing that doesn't deal with your integrity or who you are as a person be open-minded about it well i will say this ladies um do not assume that just because a man or even a woman is of a different race that they'll treat you differently i've dated outside of my race mm -hmm. and i mean men are kind of all the same in general so don't think oh because he's white he's going to do this to me and it's like no they all the same they all the same. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I say I say that because like here, like here is pretty much, it's pretty much the the black people here are are doing similar things, and white people make a white person. You're not gonna find too many white people from Joy Road or that currently lives on Joy Road. It may be a white guy that lives in lives in Bloomfield or whatever, but that's a not necessarily saying that that's you have to get a white person from Bloomfield or, or whatever, but. Just, I'm saying that to get different perspectives. Get yeah. Different, different people that come from different backgrounds have different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And then just date people with different perspectives. So 
it can kind of change your opinion on things or make you, I, you know what, I've never looked at it like that. So that's why I feel like that's important. And it definitely strikes up a, um, an interesting conversation too, because I feel like, I feel like it breaks down different uh, stereotypes and dynamics within the dating spectrum among different races and genders and um, nationalities or whatnot. So um, I'm glad that you, you know, you brought that up and you mentioned that. But um, okay, well, I guess we can get into <sighs> Ask G Marie. Uh, yeah, so about this segment. So normally we have questionnaires come in, but as of lately, because I've been bat shit crazy with my regular job and driving for Lyft and running a business because I'm a Jafakin. Um, I haven't really had time to do a real Ask G. Marie segment or even collect questions. So, I said that I would use this time to let Desmond, who also uh, does interviews on his Clever the Clever Vision Oh my God, I couldn't say it. You got it, you got it, I'm with you. But look him up on YouTube. He actually just did a, a recent interview, well, an interview with a gentleman who unfortunately we lost um, at oh, such a, yeah. an unopportune time, uh, Kool-Aid. But it was by far one of the most amazing interviews I've ever seen. And I was I was so proud of Dez for capturing uh, Kool-Aid in a way that it feels like his spirit is still here. Like he doesn't feel gone. So definitely much respect to Desmond for um, doing this interview. But most importantly, he's actually really good with his interviewing skills. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that like he's not on radio right now. I really wish like there was a radio station that would just take him in and you know stop bullshitting and just hire him yeah. because i do tv too and know. right he does Whatever. tv also Whatever. so I, he's definitely he's the go-to guy for anything dealing with uh, multimedia so i am going to give desmond the opportunity to do something that i normally don't do and that is relinquish my control over to somebody else all righty so what do you want to ask me well g marie oh, taught me he pulled out his phone i'm scared no, I ain't got nothing in my okay, phone. Okay, I was like, but, okay. um, so since you're a woman of very, very many different talents, you a done woman. did some, a woman, a yeah, woman. right? Yeah. So, what is one talent that you wish you had, or that you would love to learn how to do eventually, or a skill that you would love to learn how to do? Actually, surprised you asked me that because I've been really secretive about this, but I want to learn how to make beats. Mm, so okay. I'm going to dab dabble into that. I can see that very I soon. Um, I, I edit a lot of my students and teachers music at the dance studio where I teach at and my editing skills have gotten so good and I'm just like shit I mean I want to be able to create stuff you know just off the dome for you all because sometimes especially being of a dance educator like I said I'm just faking I do a lot of shit <laughs> but um, being a dance educator, we listen to different types of music, which is why I fell in love with music, hence why I became a DJ, which is why I am a Jafakin, because I do every damn thing you mm -hmm. probably think of, besides horseback riding and bartending at the same time. At, at the same time. Yes. But, um, I'm definitely going to get into beat making very soon. So that's something I've been kind of keeping hush hush, but I, I definitely want to start that now, so... Okay. Another fun question. If you could hang with one celebrity, if you could pick up any celebrity that you wanted to and take them wherever you wanted to and show them something, what, who would it be and what would you do? You know, it's so weird. I was going to ask you that earlier. No, you was not. No, I really was. I just didn't put it in my questionnaire. Right. I was like, nah, that don't really pertain to date. If I, I mean, dead or alive? Um, alive. We're going to make it so it can happen. <sighs> uh, fucked up. Okay. If there were one celebrity, I could just Stevie Wonder. So where would you take Stevie? I mean, I, he unfortunately, you know that that'd be a, a complicated situation, but not really. I just take honestly, I I just want to just sit in a studio with him and just vibe. Mm -hmm. Like I um I sung in Glee Club growing up and I actually got to show choir in high school, but because I never took singing seriously, and that was something that my dad like when my dad found out I could do the amount of shit that I could do, you know, of course, him being a supportive father, he's like, okay, we about to do, 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 do whatever. And he sings, he sings in a group right now. Mm. Um, so I've always been really secretive about 
singing because I feel like that's probably like the only thing I can really keep to myself. So I'll sing at karaoke and of course people are like, why in the fuck aren't you a singer? And I'm like, because I'm just not passionate about it like that. But if I ever had the opportunity to just go somewhere or just be in the midst of somebody, <clears throat> it would be Stevie Wonder. And I mean, I would cherish that moment because- So would you Steve sing for Stevie? Hell yes. And you know why? Because when you listen to his music and just his creative genius and how he composed things, and to compose things from, you know, a place of not being able to see the world, like, visually, um, it's beautiful. Like, it's breathtaking. So, and you know. say he had light a candle every day. Every day. And that was some bullshit that you <laughs> post that video because I was really sitting here thinking about that. And every time I listen to that song, I think about you and I be like. Who letting a blind nigga light a candle? Who is letting a blind nigga light a candle? Every day. Every day. We ain't gonna talk about it. But, yeah, but Stevie, for sure. I mean. And I've met him a couple of times and like I almost had a heart attack. I, I don't get starstruck, but I always knew I'm like, if I came across Stevie Wonder, if I came across Prince, like I would lose my shit. Mm -hmm. And I, I almost peed on myself because I was like, this is fucking Stevie Wonder. Like this is, I have his records. Like I, this man, like he's just, it's not, I mean, he's iconic, but most importantly, it's just something so beautiful about his spirit. And mm -hmm. To even sit in the studio and just vibe with him, like just off of some, just us, you know, talking and I, I don't know, I wouldn't even know what I would do with that. Yeah, that moment. he don't like he he comes across so genuine. It don't even sound. It don't even he don't. I'm like nigga, do you know you're Stevie Wonder? Right. Like, he don't even come across like that. He just talk to you, kick it, joke, everything. Like he seems like he's a genuine good person. I've never met him. I've seen him live. Scared the fuck out of me watching him live on stage because he kept getting up. Like why do you? Keep <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep sit down, Stevie? Sit down, Stevie. Be going from this keyboard to the other. Sit your ass down, Stevie. Because if you fall, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> we gotta wrap him up with plastic wrap. He is the only Man. really living legend we have left. For right. real. Um, Smokey still around. Smokey still think he can get on holes. He still think he's fine. He got one song called "Let's Take a Bubble Bath," and that shit goes in. I'm gonna have to play it for you off the air. Yeah, but, I ain't um, never heard that. It's so funny too because. Smokey, he knows my grandmother. Uh, my grandmother, she passed away like, right after my 21st birthday. Mm. And she used to work at a bar. It was like a disc jockey lounge. And she always uh, came across, you know, a lot of the people that sung for Motown music. But her and Smokey were actually like, really, really cool. So it was interesting when I got to meet Smokey Robinson at the um, the Motown musical, mm. which is where I ended up meeting Stevie Wonder. I helped him back to his seat. And... My mom was like telling him the story about, you know, my grandma and stuff. Mm -hmm. She she went by red because she had red hair and freckles. And I couldn't believe that he actually knew like who we were talking about. So I'm like, damn, like that shit. Yeah, I remember red. Yep, yeah. he sure yeah, sure did. Dorothy Ann. So R.I.P. Grammy, Grandma Dossie. That was my my road dog. But um, so what else? What else you got? What else do I have for you? What do I have in my question? Oh, since we were talking about celebrity trip, like where is your idea or dream trip that you want to go on? Damn, mm. you kind of fucked me up with that one. So, ideally, maybe Italy because I love Italian food and I, I, I think I'm Italian. I mean, we found out we were Irish and Scandinavian and a whole bunch of other shit. But I feel like there's a little bit of Italian blood. In mama me. Mia, little mama God, Mia. I love me a little bit of mama <laughs> Mia, okay? For real. I always try to, like, eat at authentic Italian restaurants. Like, I don't even like when people make spaghetti and add so sugar no, in that I, shit. Like, it just, it fucks up. No Olive Garden? I, and Olive Garden used to be my favorite restaurant. I don't even fuck with Olive Garden no more. Wow. It's not the real deal. Wow. So I always try to, um... When I am at home and I'm not traveling, I try to perfect my Italian cooking. And I do want to actually learn how to make noodles from scratch. So um, I'll get into that, you know, in the future. But yeah, definitely Italy. Somewhere in Italy, for sure. That's dope. Yeah. That's all I got. When, nothing too great. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, actually, the best part about this show, normally when I bring guests on this show, we end up just having, you know, regular schmegler conversation. So that hour goes by pretty fast so definitely want to thank you for you know coming on to g marie taught me and for 
doing the nigger rig version of my podcast. Oh, we <laughs> made we made it work. And this we definitely made it work. And um, of course, I'm a I'm a set it up for real, for real. But I'm giving away my secret. So, anyways, um, tell us where we can find you on show, social media. Sorry. Well, you can uh, find me on Instagram at Kid Clever. That's K I D C L E V R. Um, Clever Vision um, on Instagram. On Instagram, C L E V E R V I Z I O N. Or Vision for Change. That's V I Z I O N, number four, and change spelled out, man. You want to do work with this youth? I'm big on working with and mentoring kids ages 12 through 18. I got a lot of dope stuff coming on. If you feel like you can be a helping hand and you in Michigan, reach out to us. We need your help. Cool. And don't forget about the uh, Going Up Comedy Show, which is once a month, normally every first or second Tuesday. Second Tuesday every yep. month. And um, Desmond and I, we've been working together it's maybe a little over a year or so. I've been, you know, helping him out a little bit with the show. Yeah. And yeah, shout out to um, G Marie Media, man. Like, she, y'all, your company is a lifesaver. Like, just being, having you apart and making sure we good with the sound from lighting to just being uh, an overall blessing. Like, I can't thank you enough for being a part of the team. Well, maybe you need to write my review because the last show I did as far as lighting, somebody said they ain't like my shit. And, and I already talked about that on the last show, so we're not even going to get into it. But thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Des. It's always um, a pleasure working with you and partnering with you. Um, of course, I'm just glad that you let me impose a lot of my crazy ideas on you like especially when we did the um i think it was the 2000 show and we yeah. had the h-town and i'm like oh shit we used to travel with them let me tell you <laughs> how their stuff was set up and just being able to like provide that um that extra you know touch of something for your show like i said i'm i'm not honestly i'm not even in it for the money it's just the fact that i enjoy working with Dez and he's a, a dope person He's a dope creative, and um, well, thank you. You know, we—I mean, it's, it's not too many people you can like easily say, you know what? Let's collaborate and do some shit, and just do it out of the love of creating. So, again, thank you so much uh, for allowing G Marie Media, which is actually one of the um, acting sponsors for the Going On Comedy Show. Yes, so this is yes. my first real sponsorship with a company, or actually, I can say partnership. I don't even want to say sponsorship because uh, we're we're in this shit together. Like, it's it's not about money for me like i said i really enjoy working with Dave. the money coming the money it's, coming. but it's it's uh, it's definitely coming we definitely about to make it rain um just now no strippers but maybe on these student loans or something yeah we paying some bills that's i'll just put it like that but um but yeah so you can definitely find me uh on instagram and twitter at g marie taught me you can like us on facebook at g marie taught me that's g M-A-R-I-E-T-A-U-G-H-T-M-E. Uh, you can send me an email if you still want to, you know, let me know how the show is going. Or you can leave me a review on SoundCloud or iTunes. And that's under G. Marie Taught Me. So everything is G. Marie Taught Me straight across. And you better put some good shit on there because it's you, a good-ass podcast. No, seriously, because I would delete... Well, I'm not going to delete the bad shit, but I'm just not going to entertain the ignorant shit. But um, and I've had to shut a couple people down before about my show. But that's here and there. At the end of the day, it's all love. It's all positivity. And, you know, this this show is an open book. And, again, I just want to thank you all so much for kicking it with us. And we're going to continue the conversation for Dating for Dummies probably mm, up until, like, mid-March or so. So I'm going to bring on some more guests. And we might do one more segment of Dating for Dummies. Uh, it might be a battle of the sexes. So we'll see what oh, happens man. with that. I got to come back for that one. Oh, Lord. He said he's going to come back. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll let him come back on the show. And I'll make sure we have um, hors d'oeuvres and liquor. <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you all so much for kicking it with me. Uh, you can follow me on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Um, also, visit the website, gmarietaughtme.com. We have some dope-ass merchandise on there created by yours truly. Um, our favorite shirt or some G shit. You can order it. Uh, you can actually hit me up. You can send me an email if you want to order with me. Or you can order on gmarietaughtme.com. But most importantly, thank you all. And I look forward to kicking it with you all soon. Talk to you later. Bye.